0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDSE. Hi, this is FPL Focal. If you're listening to this on the Fantasy Football Scout page, please check out my own podcast on Apple Music, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Just search for FPL Focal. Welcome back for another video. The wildcard is active and in today's video I'll be running through the Game week 8 team selection and thoughts heading into this game week. If you missed the game week 8 players to buy video, make sure you give that a watch too, it'll be on screen at the end. Loads to think about this game week, and the wildcard is active, with three postponements, Man United Leeds, Chelsea, Liverpool, Brighton and Crystal Palace all him. Before we get into it, about a third of viewers are subscribed, so if you're one of those and you're not a part of the channel, hit subscribe. There's fresh uploads every week, all season. It's completely free and you can always change your mind. Starting off with a quick look back, how Game Week 7 went, 0 points all out, <laughs> enough for a green arrow. Captain Ward blanked, but fortunately no one else in the team outscored him, so in hindsight it was the correct decision to Captain Ward. Salah so frustrated again with another blank, as did Haaland surprisingly. All in all no complaints though, 4 green arrows in a row. Let's have a look at the wildcard draft shall we. At the end of the video I'll share a second draft, also my thinking, with a couple of key differences, however this draft is my current team and the preferred one. In goal, Pope joins the team, home to Bournemouth this weekend. He's the top scorer and keeper in the game currently, and Newcastle at the top of the clean sheet odds in game week 8. In my eyes he's an excellent long term pick considering the fixtures Newcastle have, and over the next 8 game weeks Pope's top among all keepers for projected points, which will take us all the way to the World Cup which is after game week 16. For the first time this season we line up with a new formation and it's a back 3 consisting of Trippier Perisic and Cancelo. Treppi has a no brainer on a wild card considering Newcastle's fixtures, starting with Bournemouth at home. He's on set pieces and he scored a free kick back in Gimmick 3 against Man City. Bournemouth have conceded 100 crosses down their left flank, which is more than twice as many as their right flank and 25 more than any other team. His 29 corners is the most among defenders, and only Trent can beat him for crosses or chances created. Perisic is somewhat of a minutes risk, but if it looks like he's in line to start against Leicester then he's a good pick on the wildcard. He has an expected goal involvement every 271 minutes, which only James and Trent can beat this season among defenders. Arsenal with Game 9 is a more concerning fixture, but we've got options on the bench to rotate on. Cancelo keeps his spot on the team and he completes the defence. Walker wasn't in Man City's last training session, which could point towards Cancelo and right back again, where he was very impressive against Sevilla, picking up two assists. He is right-footed, so naturally could be his better position for goal threat. So far, his underlying numbers have been unimpressive, just 0.52 XGI or every 936 minutes. Again, for comparison, Perisic is every 271 minutes. The midfield is Saka, Martinelli, Madison, and Saint-Maximin. Spoilers, we've shifted Jaysis on, but we have retained the Arsenal double-up in Saka and Martinelli. Saka's really impressed me the last few games and only 10% owned, which is surprisingly low. And even more surprisingly, he's suffered a couple of price drops to 7.8 mil. There is a temptation to opt for Bowen over him, but it's difficult to justify him without a single return in six matches and Bowen has dropped 0.4 mil. West Ham's fixtures do look very good though, so perhaps they'll lead to an improvement in his form. Arsenal's Europa League game against PSV has been postponed this week, so the entire team are fully rested and they'll be raring to go in their ambitions to stay top of the Premier League table. I'm aware of Arsenal's tougher upcoming games, but there are plenty of options down the line, such as Saka to Bowen or Zaha. It's a tough Gaming 8 fixture for Madison against Spurs, but it's hard to ignore the fixture run Gaming 9 onwards, starting with Nottingham Forest at home and their Bournemouth away. Three home games in four. He's their main man, and despite how poor they've been, he's registered three attacking returns in five games. If Leicester can turn around their form, he'll be an outstanding pick and therefore worth the punt. Last season, he scored 12 times and assisted 11 times for 181 points. So, Maximan completes the midfield, and this pick is dependent on getting news from Howell that he's back in training and available for selection. He missed Game 5 and Game 6 with a hamstring injury. But before that he scored in GW4 and picked up 3 assists in GW3. No team have conceded more goals than Bournemouth and they're perhaps a team to target. Certainly so far this season the most double digit hauls by fixture has been at home to Bournemouth with 7 double digit hauls. The next highest is Leicester and Forest at home with 5. You may have guessed it from the chief of midfield line, and we've gone big up top with a front three of Kane, Haaland and Mitrovic. We talked about how Leicester at home has produced five double-digit hauls this season, and Kane gets the vice-captaincy. He scored five goals and assisted once in his last five games, and there's a real temptation to captain him over Haaland. Among all players, he's on 4.95 XGI this season, which is second highest. Only Haaland has more with 7.16 so Haaland gets the armband for the Wolves game. With even less fixtures on this game week he could be comfortably the most popular captain again. In fact we may see a new all time record set for captaincy which he had previously set himself earlier this season. The perfect FPO asset is a consistent and reliable one and he's yet to blank this season so he keeps the armband. If he plays the full 90 against Dortmund it might be easy to make the case for Kane. But right now it's Haaland and we'll count on the other 10 players to help gain ground. Speaking of consistency, Mitrovic has been phenomenal, 6 goals in 6 and he's on penalty duties. Forrester have been another team to target who he faces this game week, followed by Newcastle West Ham, Bournemouth and Aston Villa, so he's an absolute no brainer on the wildcard. It was a difficult decision to leave Isak out, who I feel is a really good pick as well, though if St. Maxman is available then we at least have a Newcastle attacker. On the bench is Ward, Andreas, Nico, and James. There's a reasonable chance of Man City's GW12 fixture away to Arsenal being postponed, but as long as Ward keeps his spot then he's playable that week, arguably the week before as well, when Leicester host Crystal Palace while Man City are away to Liverpool. There's a temptation to start Andreas over Madison this week even. Andreas has registered a couple of assists and he is on corner duties, which tend to be aimed at Mitrovic. Chelsea's run of games after their blank are phenomenal so James is a very sensible pick who will become a permanent starter in our team from Gaming 9 onwards. The team isn't locked in yet but barring any injuries most of the team is, the only question marks are St Maximan, Saka and Nico Williams. Bowen is a decent alternative to Saka and St Maximan will lead the team if there's any doubts surrounding his minutes. West Ham's Emerson crossed my mind as an alternative to Nika for 4 0. Those minutes are a big question mark too, with Presswell returning from injury, and West Ham looked better after recently switching from wing backs of Emerson to a back four without him. This is the alternative draft, the key differences De Bruyne overcame. Spurs looked a bit off it in the Champions League, losing 2 0 to Sporting. I'd expect De Bruyne to start the next few as the Wolves game is followed by the international break so there's no reason to rotate. Salah was not on the score sheet again in the Champions League which is also my thinking. The return of Thiago is a big boost and I like the idea of having an easier route to Salah in around round 4 gamings if needed. De Bruyne also frees up a striker spot where there's a ton of value in the likes of Isak and Tony, whereas similarly priced midfielders like Bowen and Saka perhaps not offering that. The bench is for Gaming 8 in this draft. Fafana for 4.4mm looks like a great pick if Potter can improve them. Many of us have been invested in Sanchez, Dunk, Veltman etc for the same price and inferior Brighton side. So logically for the same price under the same coach for a better team on paper for is worth consideration. I had Dean here at one point but I can't do that to myself again. Alternatively Nico Williams could make the bench spot instead for a bit of insurance this game week. Regardless I will share the final team before the deadline on the channel and on Twitter so make sure you're following me on both. Let me know which draft you like more. If you would like to follow my team and other content throughout the season, hit subscribe. That wraps up today's video. Thanks for watching. Let me know in the comments what your plan is for Game Cave. There's a couple of more videos to come before the deadline, including most importantly the experts video where there's been some serious activity this week. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.